Today is Thursday, March 26th. Welcome back, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. It's such a joy to be with you once again. I don't know about you, but this time apart, it has a way of opening our eyes to the blessings we are to one another, the blessing it is, and we are able to gather together in the unique bond we share in Christ. So maybe this is also a time that we can recall that in Christ, even when we are physically apart, we are still connected as the body of Christ. And that's not only true of those of us who normally get together, but the whole Christian church, the ones we may not regularly think about because we don't see them right in front of us, the millions that are spread out across the globe, and even those who have come and gone before us as well as those who will come after us. Throughout time, throughout the world, in various languages, followers of Jesus have confessed this common faith and life in the words of the Apostles' Creed. So think about that shared community that you and I have been made a part of through Jesus. And feel free to join me in confessing this faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Not only has Jesus given us the gift of one another, richly blessing us within the life of his church, but he also blesses us with the gift of his word. As we prepare our hearts and minds to receive his word, I invite you to pause the podcast and to listen to our Spotify playlist. There we have a piano accompaniment for the hymn, How Firm a Foundation, and have also provided a PDF of the lyrics. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, giver and perfecter of our faith, we thank you for continuing among us the preaching of your gospel for our instruction and edification. Send your blessing upon the word and by your Holy Spirit increase our saving knowledge of you that day by day we may be strengthened in the divine truth and remain steadfast in your grace. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And may the Lord pour out an extra measure of his grace and peace upon you, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, especially during this challenging time. And may you take heart to know that Jesus has said to us all, in John 16:33, in this world you will have much trouble or tribulation, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Amen. Our text is from Mark chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. And he could do no mighty work there 
except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about among the villages teaching. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's an old saying. It goes like this. Familiarity breeds contempt. It means that when we know someone really well, then we start to judge them. This is an unfortunate dynamic in relationships. Unfortunately, it happens all the time. Why do we do this? It seems odd that the people that you're closest to, those you love the most, would be those who receive some of our worst behaviors. We start to judge them precisely because we think we know them so well. We know what their strengths and weaknesses are. Can't they see them? Aren't they aware of their inabilities, their limitations? We are because we know them so well. Because of this human tendency, which is drenched in sinful judgment towards our neighbor, when Jesus went to his own hometown, he encountered adversaries there. In the series, as we are considering the adversaries of Jesus, it's sad to think that some of those adversaries were in his very hometown. What's astounding is to consider the fact that the people who knew him back in the day and knew his family, they clearly heard the wisdom pouring out of Christ. There was simply no doubt that this teaching was from above. It had, it bore the marks of divine revelation. And even more, these same people saw the mighty works that Jesus was performing. And yet, simply because they believed they knew him so well from back in the day, they refused to accept him and rather chose to judge him. Why do we do this? We do it because it puts us in a position to maintain our own view of ourselves in terms of our self-absorption. When we try to understand the problem of sin, one of the best ways to describe it is through a Latin term, incurvatus in se. We are curved in on ourselves. We love ourselves more than anything according to the sinful nature. And we protect this view of self, this idolization of self, whenever we can judge others. And brothers and sisters, there is no one we can judge more and more easily than those we know well. I got to experience just a little bit of this dynamic in my own life. When I had decided to go to the seminary, hoping to become a pastor someday, I eagerly announced the news to my family. Unfortunately, the feedback I received wasn't exactly the most encouraging feedback in the world. One of my family members shared with me quite bluntly that they were very disappointed in me, that they had had, in speaking for the whole family, this relative said they had such high hopes for me, hoping instead that someday I would go to medical school. <laughs> 
and I had really disappointed so many in my family. <laughs> that was hard to hear, believe me. Even closer to home, I had another very close relative tell me, or rather ask me, why would you want to go to the cemetery? Instead of saying seminary to become a pastor, he called it the cemetery, as if I was giving my life away and entering into some kind of gloomy darkness. Yet a third family member asked me why in the world I wanted to become a monk. <laughs> this is why what I experienced. And at the time, I have to admit, it was pretty painful. But before I can get on my high horse to talk about what others have done to me, I have to back up and see that because I too am a sinner, I've done the same thing towards others. How often I've been pessimistic or skeptical towards someone I know very well in terms of what I thought they could do and not do, accomplish and not accomplish. We can be so myopic and we can be less than supportive and less than loving. But our Lord Jesus Christ comes to adversaries and people like us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. In fact, according to Romans 5, he died for us while we were enemies of God, adversaries of God. Myopic and judgmental and self-absorbed. Jesus came anyway. That is how great his love is for you, brothers and sisters in Christ. And here's the thing. When it comes to Jesus, our Savior, he is the exception to the rule. He is more familiar with us than anybody else. He knows you better than anybody in the world. He even knows when one of your hairs fall from your head. And yet, this does not cause him to condemn you. It does not cause him to have contempt towards you. Rather, his heart is filled with compassion towards you. In knowing you better than anyone else, he has chosen to wrap you up in his righteousness, in his holiness, in his standing before the Heavenly Father, so that the one who knows you best now sees you as his friend, as his child, as his precious one. We are blessed to have a God like this, who in knowing us so well doesn't hold anything anything against us. And so far as the East is from the West, so far has he removed your sins from you, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Mark chapter 6 also reminds us of how important it is that we continue to live in this faith. When Jesus saw that the people in his hometown lacked faith, it says that he couldn't do any further work. And we have to understand that nothing could stop Jesus according to the power of his divine nature that was hidden in his human nature. He could, of course, exert that power at any moment, at any time. But our Lord desires to especially bless and serve those who receive him in faith. We have opportunity to remember our standing before God and continue to receive Jesus in faith. And as we do, he will bless us and he will be happy to demonstrate the truth, the truth of his word. 
he will continue to bless those who call on his name. And we will be able to say with St. Paul, as he did in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, we are well familiar with Jesus, but this does not lead us to hold him in contempt. Rather, it leads us to praise God that he is for us. And Jesus knows you better than anybody, but this has not filled him with contempt. It has filled him with the greatest love and mercy the world has ever known. And now towards you. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until he comes again in glory. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, you do indeed know us with all of our sin. And yet this does not cause in you contempt or condemnation, but compassion. And through your Son, Jesus Christ, you have demonstrated the greatest mercy ever shown. And now call us precious children, redeemed and restored. By your Holy Spirit, direct our lives that we would continually receive your Son, Jesus, in faith and praise your holy name that time and time again you show that you are not against us, but for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. Amen.